Hallo. Even kijken. Hallo. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, of good afternoon for me, or evening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sheila and Tommy. Hi. Hello. 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 Let's see, I don't see my picture, but I see you guys. I'll be right there, just a minute. Okay. How are you, Tammy? I didn't see you for a long time. I'm well, thank you. Okay. And you? Well, I think I come well through, indeed, yeah. Hi, Penny. Hi. Uh, Hi. Hi. How uh, are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Hi, Betty. Good. Hi. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Linda. <laughs> Hi, Betty. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Linda. Hi. Penelope, Sheila. How's everybody? Fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't know for everybody, but I'm fine. <laughs> Good to see you all. All right, I will get us prayed in and we can begin. I, I don't know why my video doesn't seem to be working, um, but I'm here. All right, well, let me see if I can. It says, it says that it's on, but I don't see my, I'll turn it off now, turn it on. I don't know, maybe I should leave and come back? Sometimes it works. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh. Okay, I'll be on tow. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. We'll be here. Uh, Penny, uh, Penny, we missed you last week. Were you on holiday? No, no, no. I um, had um, most of the afternoon, I had no internet connection, no Wi-Fi, nothing. I couldn't even connect to get uh, even a phone in local phone number either so i did and i couldn't get philip's um whatsapp message until obviously we got connection back so i did send him a message to say i was really sorry i couldn't get on well we missed you ah thank you bless you <laughs> i miss being on the call <laughs> hi penelope oh my gosh i don't Hello. know my, my video it's not working I even brushed my hair and all no. that. Oh. <laughs> but I have no water this morning and yesterday. Oh my gosh. I'm waiting for the plumber. But that's okay. Oh no. It doesn't really matter. I'm not going to make a big deal over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad you're here anyways, even without your picture, Sheila. So let May I ask a question, Linda? Did you get my email about the, the videos? I couldn't pull up the videos to watch. Jennifer suggested we watch some videos from the class page. Okay. And um, one day I went to look at them. Great, but I didn't have time. And then yesterday or day before I went in, they're not coming up. There's just, it's blank. Okay. I'll take a look at it after our call. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. You're I also ask something. Sure. Few weeks, the transcription comes so late. Uh, today there's not a transcription from last Monday, oh. and it's I don't know what happened. Maybe they are too busy. I, I don't know, but it's it's just uh, it comes a little late. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll check into that too. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, Betty. But I'll look into it for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Alrighty. So let's say a prayer. Placing my hand on my heart and taking in that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this time to come together to be the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ. Grateful for 
the ease and grace of technology that allows us to come together. Grateful for Jennifer, all of her teachings, all of the visions that she has for the ministry. Grateful that we can hold that space, that container for her and support this community. We're grateful for our community. We're grateful for all of our earthly and heavenly helpers. We ask that they join us surrounding and supporting us now in this moment and as we go through our days. And we're grateful that we have this dedication and devotion to doing this healing work, to becoming the love of our own lives, to being the light of the world. And we're grateful we get to share that benefit with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. We bless this call, and so it is. Amen. 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 So who would like to begin sharing this morning, evening, afternoon? Linda, can I just ask a couple of questions? Um, The first question, um, I did send you an email. um, um, Linda at JenniferHadley.com. It's just in regard to the um, facilitator meeting, if another email had come out, because I've not had anything. And I know you said there might be an email within a short space of time. So yeah. um, Jennifer asked if um, I could take a listen to that call again and uh, create an agenda for someone to edit the video the recording. So um, I'm in the process of doing that. And um, as soon as I'm complete with the agenda and, get the timestamps of where things need to be moved around a little bit, um, then Arthur can uh, edit that video for us. And then those, that email with the survey and everything will go out. Okay. So you haven't missed anything. Oh, great. Cause I, we've yeah. had some problems with our internet. Great. Cause I was trying to check. Can I just also ask a question as well about, I, from um, Jennifer's team this week, received an email about booking a, uh, another one-on-one with Jennifer and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was for people that hadn't had a second one yes. or if it was yes. for people for it's a probably the, yes so I emailed and got a response from GJ but I didn't really understand I still didn't understand he just said it was for for everyone and so I made an appointment for a few weeks time but I didn't know if I was taking up somebody else's time slot so would this be the third appointment then yes okay that's fine yeah i think it's the third okay thank you that's clarified that okay thank you you're welcome you're welcome so how is everyone doing who would like to begin sharing experience Mm -hmm. go ahead tammy i would love to this morning um let me see. So I, I think I've come leaps and bounds in my ability to forgive, in my ability to be in the present moment. Um, I was even, I've, I've even started to see a fellow and, uh, and what was so remarkable is that when I, I've, been, I've gone out with him quite a few times, but I was very afraid to start dating again because I had such previous guilt about divorce. Guilt and about divorce. So since I've been seeing him, I have not even felt a need to talk about it. It is so over, you know, so in, it's just in the past for me. And it's just a really wonderful feeling to know that all, you know, all is, is forgotten and forgiven and, you know, never, all of the story about it never even happened. So that's remarkable. And I'm very pleased. I do have, I wondered if you guys could help me with something. I have been, I, you know, and I, I've shared about my family experience over the course of the year. And I have, my twin sister and I are in the middle. And then I have an older sister and then a younger brother. And I guess the way that I've got to say about them is that, you know, a lot of there's when you're in a family and a tribe, then you do certain things to belong. Um, 
And these two did everything in their power to not go along with the system, say, let's say that. So, so when, you know, when, like, for instance, Christmas. So when it was a tradition that we get together, we share gifts. And they would come for Christmas, they would cart off all the presents they got, but they didn't bring anything to the table. So I've got, I've been dealing with the trust and my older sister is not included in the trust because of my parents made that decision years ago, just because of her, she's been addicted to drugs, prescription drugs, uh, the wild side of life, you know, she's been addicted to those things. And um, so, and then, so my younger brother is in the will, but what my question is this, because when I look at forgiveness, when I look at that everybody is innocent and what, what we think happened never happened. Um, my older sister and I talked the other day and what happened is that, okay, I just, I want to do it in a summary, but I just want to give you a little bit of background so you can kind of, we can work me through this because if I could, when I let this go, it will be so freeing because I know that the guilt I feel like they have put, that they have is my own guilt. You know, it's, I know that it's all intertwined. Um, and so when I called my older sister the other day, in my mind, she is always trying to um, find out information. So she was telling me with my, about my brother, she said, that Scott said, you guys haven't talked for a year anyway, stirring stuff up. Then she said, um, what? And then, so I went into a little bit of a story because we have a cabin and I've locked him out of it just simply because he went up there and he was taking things that didn't belong to him and I didn't have any control. So I changed the lock. So anyway, so my question is this, how can I be, because my sister said, well, our family's broken. And I really wanted to say, but you're the one who's broken it. You're the one, what have you ever, ever, ever given me, ever? She's always taken, taken, taken. Um, and my brother, you know, is a hard worker and a good helper, but he caused a lot of grief with my mom and dad. Anyway, that's okay. But so here my sister is asking me to help put the family back together when she, her behavior is the cause. So I, I just, I left it. I didn't say anything to her because I, it's just, it's just such a, a web that we've woven over the years. And I'm sure that her behavior has to do with our behavior, which has to do with her behavior. <laughs> and no one knows how to drop it. So I want to to be a loving sister that does not hold myself in in bondage owing her wrong. But whenever I get in with her, she's always trying to through, like, I'll get quite a bit of inheritance, get nothing. So what she wanted to do was she asked me where the website was for the listing of this property we're selling. Well, in my mind, I immediately went to, she wants to know how much money I'm going to get because she's asking for money and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so then it goes back to my, my mom and dad when they say, we do not want her to have anything. She's not part of the will. If I give her anything, that would be like you guys saying, look, this is what I want. And then I turn around after you're gone and give away the things to the person that you didn't want to have. have it. So I'm really in a bind, but I just really want to let it go. I, I want true forgiveness, but I don't know how to be with an addict, um, a, per, a manipulative person in my mind that is always trying to entrap me because she's always trumped me. You know, she'll, she'll draw out this information that I don't want to give her because I, and I saw this last week, I thought, well, I don't have really strong boundaries, you know, where I protect my interest very well. And I noticed I was working with a buyer who 
who ended up kind of bamboozling me because I, again, didn't protect and my, my realtor didn't protect me either. But um, so, you know, I'm just seeing that. I'm just wanting to be protective, but loving, open, but, you know, <laughs> not letting too much out of the bag. And I just, I guess I don't know how to be with either my brother and my sister. We, we don't think a lot alike. Um, if I tell my brother what's happening, he, he kind of, he's, he's been a, he's a dry alcoholic. So, I mean, he's just had, you know, I'm just saying that they've had the substances that have influenced the brain and in their lives and all of that kind of thing. So if I try to talk to him and be upfront and so on, he just completely twists it around. Um, so it's just, I want to be with these two. I want to love them. I want to let it go completely. And it's just the one hook that I still have. And I know I'm still dealing with the trust. Maybe it'll be healed once we get complete and we don't have to keep the secrets and the, so sorry for taking so long, but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing that, Tammy. I do want to say, um, Sheila, I muted you because we were getting some feedback from your line. So um, if you want to talk, just uh, unmute yourself. And if you can't do that, just raise your hand. So um, can anyone speak to what Tammy's sharing here? Well, could I, um, could I say something? Are you still getting background noise? No, not at the moment. It's when okay. others talk. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say, um, uh, Tammy, for me, I've kind of been through a little bit what you've been through. I've got uh, three other siblings, or four of us, and my mom's will dragged on forever and ever. And she gave more to others than she did to, you know, it, it wasn't even Stephen across the board. My nephew um, inherited my mom's 23 acres in Santa Barbara, California, and the, the mm -hmm. house I grew up in. But I, I let go of that because he's got the money to put into it. He took it down to the studs, this old, old house, and rebuilt it. I, I, I probably would not have done that because I don't have that kind of money, you know. Anyway, so I, I totally let go of that. But um, And then I was down visiting a couple weeks ago, and I said to myself about my younger brother, he always pushes my buttons. And, and ever since I started this course, I go, the next time I'm with him, I'm just going to let him be him and just let it roll off. And sure enough, I started noticing how I push his buttons too. And so I was just, I just kind of let it go. Um, and he picked me up at the airport and we had a three hour drive through traffic. And sure enough, he kept trying to, you know, you're not listening and this and that. And I just go, oh, okay, fine. You know, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> anyway, so, but um, all I can say is, I guess you just have to give it up to the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I hear you that you're caught in this between a rock and a hard space. And also my husband was left out of his parents' will and his brother did not give him anything. Luckily, we didn't need the money, but um, it, it's a hurtful thing. And um, I don't know, for me, I guess if it was me, I would share. But I can't tell you what to do. I would just give it up to the Holy Spirit and just keep praying about it. And that's, that's what, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if that's helpful or not. Well, I, you know, I was reading in The Course of Miracles this morning, it, when you hold, when you um, have someone, you know, make someone guilty, then you're not seeing them as who they truly are. And you're totally see them, seeing them in the past. And so I understand that intellectually. But, um, you know, it, I feel like I've forgiven and, it's, and I've done lots of forgiveness letters. And this has been years of process. And, and I feel like I've forgiven. But then as soon as I get triggered... And my older sister triggered me. And so I was giving her reasons why I had, you know, locked my, bro my brother out of the cabin property and so on. And I just thought, I don't, I don't owe her this. But, you know, she's so, I feel like she's, she knows where the little path to go to get me a little bit hot so that I share more than I really want to share. So I really felt like I shared more than I wanted to share. And yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel guilty about it, or, or why is it? What does it matter that you told more than you wanted? Yeah. 
Wat, wat, wat is de consequenties of it? Wat are the consequences? Well, I, I wanted... Hmm. Well, I'm a pleaser. And I did not want her to relay that message or make up her own message about what she heard me say. And she does. And so it's a, there's a triangle. And, mm -hmm. and so that was what I wanted to stop because it's been a lifeline, lifelong triangle. Cause, mm -hmm. cause my sister wants to be in the fold. She wants to be a part. Um, And so she tries to be a part by, by, you know, calling back, back my brother and giving him information. But I do think it, all of it, I mean, even with the realtor and the bamboozlement that I felt last week, um, it really is just, yeah, pleasing. Because I, I, actually, I actually came down to 122000 from the appraised price for this property to these people because they kept coming back with reasons and you know, I, I, I I don't know if I am uh, right but I get the feeling that you this is three of you or four I don't know exactly that there is a little gossiping one is telling this story and the other one is that mm -hmm. story so but if I am cat involved I am playing the game too So I think the only way to to stop it to just yeah. yourself stop it, not yeah. to be involved This, in it. And if you over the last year, yeah, mm -hmm. if you talk yeah, over the last year, I've seen that. If she, if you are telling her something, and she makes her own story of it, it's not your business. You know how it is. And if she makes it another story, mm -hmm. it's not of your concern. Just let it go. If you, if you uh, try to, um, how do you say it, um, to correct it, if you come to hear, uh, well, she's telling this and that, it, it's her story. And if people like to know how it is, it's up to you if you want to tell it or not. But if you go with it, it keeps going on and on, in my experience. Well, that that actually makes a lot of sense because I, I did realize over the last course of the year how much gossiping and even with my sister and I've been very frustrated with the, the trust mm -hmm. and the dealings and my brother has taken advantage in many, many ways and has done some things that are not, you know, taken things that are not his, saying that my dad gave them. I mean, it's been messy. And so when Lori and I'd be out and about in the community and we'd, we'd see a friend, we would share it. But we were, I, re, I really saw the consequences because my brother came back to me and said, why do you guys hate me so much? I hear in the community, I hear among people that you really despise me. And I really saw the consequences of the gossiping and sharing your feelings to people that are, You know, so that was that was huge, and I, I can see this too. I can see I can see it two keeps, parts. It keeps the story alive. Every time we yeah. talk about it, the energy comes up again. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's very interesting to have this. Yeah, this new guy in my life because we are. Um, We were we had Thanksgiving with him. My girls were busy, and so it was just my sister, her husband, and this guy, and I, Ed, and I. And so I can see where, where either Lori or I bring up the past and share with this new person. So you can actually see how much of the past you are being into the future so that you can keep living it, you know, or into the present so that you yeah. then you'll keep living it into the yeah. future. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't solve anything, in my opinion. Penelope, go ahead. Mm -hmm. 
see if I can articulate this as best I can. Um, I'm going to talk about the forgiveness letters because I find that is the best way. I mean, other, I, yeah, and handing stuff to spirit and putting the requests in the prayer box as well. One of the best things I find is, A, the forgiveness letters, I write them to myself. And one of the other things that I also work at is taking the other person out of the equation because it's got nothing to do with the other person. It's got to do with me. And while forever I hang on to any opinion, any judgment, any blame, it's... I'm, projecting onto the other person it doesn't matter what it is and it's almost like I think Linda you can probably confirm this in A Course in Miracles there is no one else out there there is only one mm -hmm. so there's no one else out there so in terms of in your situation Tammy for instance as examples because you've mentioned that you're aware of um, you are a you tend to want to people please i would write a forgiveness letter to myself about that to forgive myself for wanting to people please because in my experience with the forgiveness letters it will highlight something that's underneath that for instance so that's one example i would also write forgiveness letters for each of your brothers and sisters separate letters to forgive myself for judging them and also what happens then, I, again, in my experience, I have found is it will highlight something. So when you're telling the story, and it's also I find that I have to let go of the story completely. And when I can let go of the story completely, it also sets the way, then paves the way for me to be much clearer with the forgiveness letter. And I also set ask spirit to show me where the attachments are and help me to release the attachments when I write the forgiveness letter. Um, and because when you're talking about it, and I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to be careful how I say this because I don't want to upset or hurt somebody. Um, you're talking about they do this, they do that, they're like this, they're like that. It's a form of judging them and, and being critical of them. And in my experience, there's something with it's reflecting something back in me that, that is part of me. If I'm seeing it, it's something within me. It doesn't matter what it is. And I might want to blame the other person. There's something within me that, that I need to heal. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, um, I mean, something that's come up for me recently, and I've never had this come up for me. I, I know Jennifer's talked about it, is with some things that have happened recently where I realised that with one particular incident, and I suspect there's probably many throughout, throughout my life, where it's highlighted for me that I feel bad and wrong. And I also feel like I've always been a problem, um, a burden, um, and a and some kind of challenge. And I've been working through that. And then this morning I realized I actually need to write a forgiveness letter to myself about that. I've never ever, it's, I say it's never come up before for me. It's something I've heard Jennifer talk about, but I, it's, it's just recently, it's coming to my awareness. So yeah, it's, it's the one way that I find because it just really highlights okay. underneath it. So if that helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what I do see is that right there, I do see that I have, I watched my parents deal with all of my siblings and one, and they were, you know, my one sister felt like life wasn't fair. So she was always pouty. The other one acted out by, you know, just made in by all the big, you know, things she did. And my brother withdrew and so I, I did not want to be a problem. And that was a commitment I made when I was a little girl to, to be invisible, to not cause issues with my family. So I wonder if, I mean, what I see right there is that that's really what I'm making them wrong for. Because they're not joining in. They're not, um, they're not following rules you know, that we were, that were very clear to me anyway. And so that's, I can certainly see that, that, that you don't get to be a problem. 
In fact, one of the things I'm a teacher and I'm pretty good at be handling behavior problems, but I don't like them. Like I, I can hardly tolerate a child that is acting out because he's just, all he needs to do is just follow these rules. <laughs> so yeah, I can see this. Thank you. Yeah, it sounds like a brilliant opportunity for a self-forgiveness letter for, for making yeah. that decision that I'm just going to be like almost invisible because I don't want to be a part of the problem. Yeah. See, and I, and I noticed that like in my marriages and different things, and when it's very much like that, I didn't want to be a problem. And then as soon as, you know, some of my needs met in, in like, like where I could not tolerate it, like there, there's a certain point you can get to. And then after that, you cannot tolerate that. So, so I noticed that I would give in, give in, give in and all that kind of stuff until it just got to a point where that's enough. And that's really what cost my, my marriages too. So very good. Awesome. Thank you. Penny and thank you, Betty. Mm -hmm. Yes. Go ahead, Penelope. Just to also, um, Tammy, because I know you just said as well, you've, you've written a lot of forgiveness letters. Again, in my experience, what I've discovered is sometimes if I'm, say for instance, I'm being get, I've been triggered by the same person over and over again, I've had to write multiple, multiple, multiple forgiveness letters. And sometimes I get to the point and think, oh, no, not, not something else. And it's sometimes it can be the same issue, but a different aspect of the same issue, or it can be a different issue completely. So again, it's like, just don't give up on them. Just keep writing them because mm -hmm. you, you, you do get further into it all the time. So again, I hope that helps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I listened to the invocation of the violet flames of the what was Jennifer talking about and for me it was really very helpful it is just as inviting the Holy Spirit and I have the idea that the violet flame is part of the Holy Spirit and uh, if we invite them uh, in my, uh, what I, uh, it happened, things are changing for me. Since I used the violet flame, I can't say uh, exactly what it is, but uh, I feel much more peaceful. There's much more, uh, uh, let me say, peace between my husband and me, or I, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's, for me, it really works. Maybe it's, it's an idea to try it. Yeah, well, my, my understanding is that the violet flame undoes karma. Anything that is, is uh, going to happen because of all of, you know, the consequences of our thinking. And yeah. So that it really undoes them. I know when the only time I I really need to study it more and use it, it was when we went Lorster and I and this Ed went to the cabin cleared out some furniture and we went back this is about a five hour trip. We went back the next day, came back, delivered stuff, went back the next day to do another load. And I had put the I thought violet flame, violet flame, violet flame, go before me and you know make a clearing and it was a great clearing it we got so much done felt very complete about it but yeah definitely yeah a neat thing and it's, it's well for me it gives me a trust oh yeah trust is the word i think to trust the holy spirit and the fire mm. flame if I like to solve it, and with the I, I mean the ego, it goes on. And if I ask the Holy Spirit or the fire flame, I have the idea it really, it really works. Wow. It's, uh, well, I think it's worth trying it, but you did, you said, so. Well, uh, yeah, and... And I can see the value. See, I think what I'm seeing right now too, 
in dealing with the real estate or the realtor and dealing with the siblings, I'm not doing the work ahead of time. I mean, meaning making sure I'm sending the violet flame, making sure that the Holy Spirit is the one who's speaking through me. You know, I'm, I'm allowing ego to, which is the pleasing part. You know, whenever you're, if you're trying to please, that's ego. If you're trying to force, that's ego. If you're getting upset, that's ego. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's a that's a really good reminder. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, and you're getting to learn from the contrast. So now you're realizing that you weren't using those tools before you entered into those situations and you get to see how that works out. And now you can make that conscious decision, that conscious choice to, to use those tools mm-hmm. ahead of time and see, prove God for yourself. See what yeah. a difference it makes. There is a prayer right? in uh, volume one and two and three, I think. And it's, well, well I discovered it. So I, <laughs> with the, the <laughs> I'm very happy with it. Yeah. So with the violet, Mm-hmm. The violet fr- flame. Yeah. In volume two, it's on page seventy-one. But you will find it. Will you read it? Can you read it? Oh, I. <laughs> well, Betty, Betty will. Uh, yeah. Yes, I will do. My English is not that, but I will do my best. Your English is great, Betty. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much, Sheila. Okay. okay. In the name of I am that I am, I now call for the action of the violet transmuting flame to be activated within my entire consciousness, being and world. Violet flame from the heart of God. Violet flame from the heart of God. Violet flame from the heart of God. Expand thy light through me each day. Expand thy light through me each day. Expand thy light through me each day. Transmute and heal my human imperfections into the shining diamond of God's heart and Christ's perfection. I surrender to thy radiant light. Take dominion over my life. Blaze into action the mercy's flame of the compassionate heart. Expand and saturate within me the wonders of the violet light until I am totally transformed. Beloved, I am present. Send the violet flame to purify every cell, atom and electron of my being, until I am raised into my eternal victory by the action of the violet fire and the ascension flame. And so it is, beloved, I am. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Betty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking a lot about. Can we can we tra- cha- change topics? Of course. Okay? <laughs> I've been thinking about. A few weeks ago when Jennifer had us take, take a look at our, what we do like about our holidays and what we don't like. And this year we are going to do what we, um, only what we do like. Mm-hmm. And over the last few years, particularly my sister's family has gotten very conservative about Christmas. And they think that you only buy for kids. And I have a different view because I think you know, you're teaching the whole group about love and giving if that's your tradition. And so when you allow the children to get, you know, a hundred gifts while the adults give, very, you know, get very little, if any, I, I don't care for that. And so 
this year, my sister wanted to have a raffle where we just choose one person and buy. And I'm not playing. <laughs> I said, no. I said, I give from my heart. And, and so I'm very thoughtful about what I choose to give for Christmas. And that's who I am. And for the last maybe 10 years, my sister's family has kind of forced this, this other idea. Um, and, and, you know, they say it's all about money and that type of thing. And, and then you see these kids get $700 phones, etc. So anyway, it's just my judgment. But, but this year, I'm going to get tickets for the Nutcracker and take a group of, of family to the Nutcracker as a gift um, uh, to get together and share, share that type of a moment. And, um, and that's what I want to do. And this year, too, I said, I don't want turkey for Thanksgiving. I, I want crap. I want something different. So we, when we had Thanksgiving with just the four of us, we all brought our own meat. So if you wanted turkey, you could get it. If you wanted, you know, I, I brought my crab mm -hmm. legs. <laughs> and so it actually feels really, really good to say no to some of that stuff. I don't want someone to tell me how my Christmas goes. Because I have, you know, we had a, so much fun and so much love when we were growing up. And I want to continue that. I don't want to be bound by someone else's uh, scarcity is what it feels like. They're like, well, we don't want to give presents to everybody. And I'm like, well, that's, I mean, to me, if you just give a really cute keychain, if you don't have the money, I'm mean, just something that acknowledges the love that you that you have for that person or take them to lunch or spend time with them it just doesn't really matter what the present is but just to acknowledge their presence in your life and that's what it means to me so yeah thank you for sharing that Tammy I, I too have been thinking about what what I could give up um, in my frenzy before Christmas that would keep me more peaceful and I think of I bake bajillions of uh, Christmas cookies and I thought well I'm not going to do the freaking gingerbread ones anymore because they take too long to decorate. And the kids love to come over and decorate them. But, but at the end of the day, <laughs> I just go, oh, my God, we still have a whole other box of them to decorate. And so I'm just going to do different kinds of cookies because I like doing it. I like giving them away. But my daughter um, came up with this idea similar to what you were talking about, Tammy. She said, um, it, 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 she prefaced it by saying, in order to cut down on the expense and the hassle of giving gifts, what would you think of if we use a site called Elfster? And Elfster, basically, you register and they pair you up with whoever you put on the list who wants to join in and be part of this thing. And... Um, you can go onto the site and you can have a wish list of the things that you want. But basically, you're just giving to one person. And I thought, well, okay, if that's what they want to do, fine, I'm in. But then my ex-husband goes, that's ridiculous. I want to give to everybody. I go, fine, give to everybody then. That's great. But when you said the tickets to the Nutcracker, I just bought tickets to the Jimmy Buffett concert to take my grandson because he loves Jimmy Buffett. He's, he just turned 10. And I thought, I want to give experiences this year. I don't want to give uh, the mountain of gifts. It's just, I love to see the kids open them, but we don't have to have that mountain anymore. And so I bought all these tickets to go to Jimmy Buffett. And he's playing in Boise. And Tammy knows this. I live in some valley. So Boise is only two and a half hours for me. I don't have to fly to Florida or something. I just have to get my grandson from Oh, Tennessee. no. You live in Sun Valley? Yes. Mm, I, lo I love Sun Valley. Mm. Oh, good. But cool. Anyway, so I went online to see where, where the tour was going. I'm going, well, no shit. Boise, I'm buying the tickets. <laughs> and, and then I'll figure out how to get the kid here. And so I, I figured, well, I can always sell the tickets if it doesn't work out. But that's what I'm giving my grandson, plus one other little gift. But I would like, and then I told my daughters, I said, I want to give experiences. And one daughter goes, oh, well. Lily would like to go to Paris. I go, no, I'm sorry. Paris is not in the works, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but so I'm really trying to pare down just the mountain of gifts that they rip through. You know, I, I like to give. I can certainly afford to give, but I, I would rather give like a trip or something like that. 
and mm -hmm. and have just one gift from me for each child under the tree. And then the adults, I can, I guess I can live with going onto this site and buying for whoever I'm chosen to buy for. I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't made that decision yet. Oh, I said no. That wasn't happening. In fact, my niece was going to Disney World and she said, I'm not buying gifts for anybody, so don't buy anything for me. And I'm like, I don't care what you say. <laughs> I'm going to buy you what I want to buy you. I'm not, you don't get to dictate. They don't get to dictate how I do Christmas. That's why I just feel so free because we have done this for 10 years. And I hate, and you know, it's kind of fun when you do the choosing the gifts. In fact, we've done it where you, you buy a $75 gift, you wrap it, and then someone opens it, and then you can either take theirs or choose another one, and it goes around and around. So you get this bigger gift that that, that was kind of fun. I didn't, that was fun, but it's still, one time my niece invited me to come, they had decided not to get presents for adults. So she said, why don't you come over and watch the kids open up presents? And the reason they didn't do the adults is for cost. There was so much money and a mound of things. And my sister and brother-in-law got presents and Jana got presents. And so all the adults got presents, but me. And I had to sit there and watch them open up presents. And I didn't think, because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a giver. I, it's kind of embarrasses me to receive. So I thought that it would not bother me. And I bawled. I went in the closet and just bawled because it hurt me so badly that they didn't acknowledge me. Mm -hmm. So it was just an acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. So I don't want to ever do that again, ever. <laughs> yeah. But you know, this Christmas too, bringing in the Holy Spirit and the violet flame would be fantastic idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And being grateful for all those gifts that we have with, love and family because yeah I think it's just the gift represents the love because that's you know how it was for me when I was little yeah and I think that um, the love languages I think you guys have talked about that earlier in the year you know some people the gift giving and receiving is just not important to their love language and other people it is. So I can see where, you know, <clears throat> you might enjoy giving and receiving gifts and somebody else might be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> True. That's right. They'd rather have you clean their car. <laughs> yeah. Well, my sister said, you know, let's not exchange gifts this year. And she lives in California and I live in Idaho. I thought, okay, then I don't have to mail the packages. I, I really didn't think too much of it. Um, and my brother, he never sends me a gift. And I always send him one. So I'll probably do the same thing. I'll probably just send him something and not even think about it. You know. I think if I feel guilty, then there's something wrong. And it doesn't matter if it is um, my brother's sister or it doesn't make any difference. If I feel guilty or not happy with the situation, I am judging. I am judging the other person or I am judging myself. It's just all the same, I think. It's going back, back to that prayer. I must have thought wrongly if I'm not at peace. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not at peace, I, I, I judge I, I judged myself, I judged my brother, my sister, my friend. It doesn't make any difference. It's all the same. Just because we are all one, it, it's just the same. But I can just imagine if I sent my sister a gift, she'd go, oh, shoot, I told her no gifts. And now I feel like I have to give her a gift. Or the Christmas cards start coming in. I'm, I'm going, uh-oh, I didn't send that person a card. I better address a card to them. I mean, there's all kinds of guilt. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like if I, if I send my sister a gift, I'm not honoring what she wanted because then she will feel guilty. But is that my worry that she might feel guilty? I don't think so. I think the person who uh, is reacting on it makes his story about it or her story. And of course, I, 
I recognize that kind of feelings. I do, but it's my it's my concern. It's, I have have to work on it because there's something in my head, and maybe I forgot someone or didn't want to include them or uh, pushed them away. So I have my to learn my lesson in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I can't make the other person guilty for not uh, giving me a present or a card or, or whatever it is. I do sometimes, but I have to learn something. It's, it, it's all about me. If I make the other person guilty or I make myself guilty, it's just the ego doing his work. And it doesn't make me happy. Not at all. um... Yeah, thank you, Betty. Penelope, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to add that um, one of the things that I'm aware of is if I, however I decide I feel is what I would like to do or would love to do be it for Christmas or for what whatever the reason it's also recognizing not making the other person wrong if they want to do something else because yeah. I think sometimes there can be a tendency when for instance if I was to make the decision um you know where it's, it's you know it is easy to make someone else wrong because it's not maybe what I would like to do and it's also about me recognizing that whatever I'd like to or would love to do or prefer to do then um holding my spiritual seat I think it's a really good um, time for me to recognize whether or not I'm holding my spiritual st- seat. Um, really good practice for that. I kind of like what Tammy said that if we just give to the kids and you don't give to the adults, what's that teaching the kids, you know? And I think the kids like to give, they like to go shopping with mom for other members of the family, or sometimes I'll take them shopping. Um, It's not that I want to receive the gift from them, but I kind of think there's something to be said for what Tammy was saying about, you know, it's giving and receiving. Um, So I don't know. Just going to kind of leave it out there and see what, see what the spirit tells me in the next couple weeks about the gifts. Yeah, I feel a lot of it too is it's about your intention. Hmm. Yeah. What is your intention in giving the gifts? Yeah. Are you yeah. are you giving them to receive something? Are you giving them to receive love or acknowledgement or because you're like Tammy was saying earlier that she's a people pleaser? Is she giving them because she wants people to be pleased that she gave them a gift? Or is she really giving from her heart? Yeah. So intention. I think we educate our children in in the very when they are still very young, young, how she should react on presence and what is expected from them. Maybe we don't say it in so many words, but I think they feel it. It's, it's just, uh, and that's how the story goes on. It's, uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, thank you, Betty. Does anybody else have anything else they'd like to share about this or? Well, I guess I I, I think in past Christmases when I've been disappointed and gone in the closet to cry, like Tammy said, is because I had an expectation of something. 
Yeah. And so yeah. I, I'm giving up all expectations or I'm going to try. Yeah. Well, I think with um, I coming back to do you do it to please? Do you do it for from guilt? I think it depends on the person. I'm just kind of seeing that. Sometimes the card, you know, if you don't think about someone and you get a card, and you're like, oh, I better, you know, I better respond. Um, sometimes it's just a little nudge. But yeah. So that's something to look at this year too is to see which which one is guilt, which one is love, which the Holy Spirit can absolutely, you know, undo and fix all of this. <laughs> we just have to remember to use him <laughs> and not say, oh, I've got this. I've been doing it for 60 years. I can do this. <laughs> I've been doing it my way for 60 years. I think when I give a present and I am fairly um, pleased about it and the other person is not so enthusiastic and I feel very, very disappointed, yeah. I think that's from the ego. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, well, and it happened with me. It did, of course. <laughs> But now I, I've come to learn more and more. I, I am giving, yes, also to, to please. It's, it's an example, I think, of trying to please the other person. And if I'm not successful and the other person is not successful or he doesn't pay attention or whatever, then I know I try to please the other person. Don't you think so? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I have the idea. Just yeah, I'm but it, it, just, it just makes me think about, you know, because if giving a gift is showing your love, and then that person is like, oh, okay, next present, you know, they're not really acknowledging that love that you felt. Yeah. But, but then I guess it's because however they receive it, should not, it's the ego that is triggered if you if they don't show you if you've got this expectation yeah. they're going to fall all over you and yeah. they're going to thank you a million times and they don't yeah. it's the ego it's the ego that says yeah yeah the, the oh. ego takes over and yeah mm. that's a pity it's, it's uh, yeah well with children think, uh, go ahead well i just think it'd be neat I was just thinking about our contracts to take a our contracts this week to see how Christmas, how, how we can do Christmas and fulfill our contracts. Cause that's, you know, toward the end of the year. And I've been taking a look at my contract and, and I, that just thought, I thought about that. Just thought, Hmm, let's take a look at that contract to see how, how that's fitting in. <laughs> Good. All so, I was all I was gonna it? say is that with kids, it, it's hard. They're so excited, little kids that that it's hard for them to stop and pause and be appreciative in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I know that this drives my son crazy because he doesn't have kids. Um, maybe someday he will. I don't know. But um, he goes, oh, it's so disgusting. You know, this pile of gifts and they just rip through it and 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 blah 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 but but that's just kind of the nature of kids I, and then later on they slow down and they take one at a time and they you know and later on they write their thank you notes but in the moment they do they just kind of rip through it all mm -hmm. you know because yeah. that's just the nature of kids mm -hmm. that's true well, we were, we were disciplined with our presence. Oh, good. <laughs> we oh, had good. to sit and watch each, each per person open up their presence. And then you went over and acknowledged that person. They, so our parents made us slow down. That's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, I, I won't say it's total chaos, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you need not to apologize. <laughs> 
it's just uh-huh. how it's uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's just what it is <laughs> last christmas i heard this beautiful story on the radio um over here in the morning um on one of the radio shows there's um a spot on the radio called pause for thought and it's all always done by um be it a reverend or a father from one of the different religious denominations and this particular morning it was a lady reverend and she was telling the story about her son Arthur and I think Arthur was around nine or ten years of age and she was telling the story about how um, he makes Christmas last throughout the entire year because when he receives his presents he opens one present and he plays with that toy indefinitely until he's tired of it until he's fully appreciated that toy he plays with it and then he opens the next present and apparently he was able to make christmas last throughout an entire year year because he was so intent on wanting to appreciate every aspect of that toy. And I just thought it was such a beautiful story wow and such a different story that I hear told about, you know, even now when you're talking about kids and it was just so beautiful and it's always stayed with me and his name's always stayed with me. And I think of this little Arthur, although I couldn't see his picture of what a beautiful, beautiful story um, that that, you know, and that child and what that child must be like to be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Is there anything that anyone would like to share before we close the call? We are at time here. So anything, any last thought about this or uh, any challenge going forward into the week or an intention they would like to share before we close out? I'd, I'd like to have prayer with the cabin property. We've, we've had a somewhat of an offer. Um, if it's highest and best, I'd like it to go through. And if not, then just this cabin, just still the cabin. I'd really like to get that complete. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Tammy. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Well, and I think, you know, I'd love to, to also include in the prayer about pe- people who are lonely and don't feel loved and don't feel the oneness that they will experience God's love and they will, will experience the whole, their wholeness and uh, be released from that suffering of, of aloneness. Yeah. Anybody else? Would anyone like to say the closing prayer? I always like to give folks the opportunity. Alrighty, I will pray us out then. Um, putting my hands on my heart. Taking in that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this time we've gotten to spend together, grateful for the, the conversations and the insights and healings that we have received through these conversations. Grateful for everyone that is here, everyone who will listen later. We bless uh, Diane who joined us for a moment and bless her travels. The angels go before her. We bless Tammy and her family and their cabin, knowing that the highest and best is unfolding right here and right now. We send prayers and blessings to all those who are feeling alone during this holiday time or feeling any sense of loss. We're grateful for the the family that we have right here in this community for the family that surrounds us in our own communities, where we, wherever we are in the world. 
we're grateful for the oneness that we can feel any time that we would like and grateful for the reminders to partner up to use the spiritual tools that we have in order to bring ourselves to peace to greater understanding and clarity we're grateful for our dedication and devotion to doing this healing work for ourselves knowing that that healing is rippling out into the world. We're grateful for all of our earthly and heavenly helpers. Grateful that they joined us during this call and asked them to continue to surround and support and guide us throughout our days. And we're grateful to be able to share the benefits of our own healing and expansion with everyone because we are one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for allowing me to facilitate. Have a good week. Thank Bye. you, Linda. Thank you, everyone. Thank Bye. you. It's a pleasure. Okay.